0: I have an important question for you just very quickly please and I just I don't want to make you mad but I do need to know if Jesus Christ the Son of God was a necromancer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why are you saying that he's a necromancer?
0: Well because I was on TikTok and I was looking for the video that says he lives he dies he's back alive I'm a necromancer except When I put in he lives, he dies, all that came up were Jesus TikToks. And not the necromancer TikTok I was looking for. So my question is... I'm, I'm gonna go with no. But he brought people back from the dead.
1: That does not mean that he's a necromancer.
0: What's your definition of a necromancer?
1: I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I believe a necromancer is not a god.
2: No, but I think it is someone who brings people back from the dead... Yeah, but are you god. saying? Okay, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, you're saying that necromancers can't be gods. That's not our question. That's not my question. We're asking no. if gods can be necromancers. Yeah, I'm asking. And the answer is:
0: if Jesus Christ, yes. our Lord and Savior, <laughs> dabbled in necromancy. That's all I'm asking. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking that Jesus Christ was a god,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that necromancers want to be godlike. So they want to try to come up with spells and incantations to, or whatever it is, to bring people back to life, but they're not God.
2: Okay. Interesting, interesting. I think you two need to go read Caitlin's new Jesus book. Uh, (laughs) Jesus book? You have a Jesus book? Yeah, those people Um, who I helped uh, get back to their car after work tipped me in a book about how to find Jesus. hmm Do you think it talks about necromancers?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't I told Grandma Kay and Aunt Sharon about the three stories. I started with the raccoon, then yeah. went to the zebra. Yeah. But I ended with the uh the Jesus book. Right, we're right, right. What's that supposed
2: to mean? They think I need Jesus?
0: No, Grandma Kate was like
1: bent over laughing. Oh. I I, I led into
2: it really well, thinking,
1: trying to say you were going to get a tip, and she handed you a
2: little book about Jesus. About Jesus, yep. And I flipped through it, no tip. Uh, Yeah, I
0: said maybe there's one, there's like $100 tucked in the back of it. (laughs) No. And you only find it if you read the book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But
2: not the case. Right. Or a
1: code. Maybe there was a code. (gasps) Dial this code in and we'll.
2: No, money. I haven't. Maybe I do need to read it thoroughly. You need
0: to shine a black light on it. I well, bet there's directions on how to seal the Declaration of Independence. The problem,
1: the problem was, you know, everlasting life is more important than money.
2: I mean, right now, though? <laughs> <laughs> everlasting life doesn't pay the electric bill at the end of this one. See?
0: <laughs> okay, right. we're going to go thank you for your input.
1: You're welcome.
0: Okay, bye. 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 Love you. Oh, wow. Not the answer I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) But a good one, a good good little ditty. Just because he doesn't think Jesus was a necromancer doesn't mean he didn't dabble in stuff.
2: Welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And if you hear a beeping noise and we have to pause the podcast at some point,
0: Whitney is making pepperoni rolls. No, 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 <laughs> Oh, the dishwasher's also <laughs> the dishwasher's also
2: <laughs> it Scared me. However, we did turn off the air conditioner, so, you know, you win we some, you lose some, I gotta guess. Gotta have a good balance of bad audio. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Take the cat collars off, but we make pepperoni rolls. Yeah. But we bang on the table. Right, right. We turn the dishwasher on. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: you know, what do you want from us?
0: It's got to be a good balance. What do you want from me? Can't tip the scale too much in either direction. <laughs> we can't be too good. Usually, there's a cat fight in the background. <laughs> yes. and Where
2: is Ellie? Our neighbor
0: came over earlier, and I think it probably scared her. A
2: lot. Oh, true, 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 true. you're right. You're absolutely. You're absolutely right. Who's that?
0: Pokemon! <laughs> Where did that come Because I was like, ooh, which neighbor? But then I was like, wait a minute, no one cares. <laughs> oh, okay. Whenever we hear a cat sound in the background, we should go, who's yeah, that? Pokemon! Pokemon. And people can guess which cat it was. Timestamp and then at which cat you thought it was.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Good idea, actually. We'll make each of them their own Twitter. Yeah, and wait, no, that's way too much work. I'm not even doing that great with Two Twitters, let alone <laughs> I had to hey, did you hear that pause? It's cause I had to count to two. <laughs> you wanna jump to it? Um, sure. Hit me with your best shot. shot. <laughs> your way. Um, so this story may or may not keep you up at night. I hope you can still sleep as snug as snug as a bug a in, a in a rug. I hope you can still sleep as snug as a bug in a rug, however got it in two you know this one's bad enough that i gotta put a warning up top uh this story does contain details of kidnapping sexual assault and murder of children I and like. adults but
0: i don't like it already
2: yeah it's not a fun one can i opt out oh uh, no no you can't i do not accept your cookies i do
0: wait <laughs> <laughs> get a website page before it lets you continue to accept the cookies
2: i was picturing real cookies so i was confused (laughs) um so this story was actually suggested or requested by our father Ah, um and he did tell us he was like hey it could be an interesting one to do however like watch out because um people close to it have also been murdered, so...
0: This is the one he told us not to do, because we might disappear. Right, 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 right. Why did you... But what's up? Absolutely. I, I, like, tuned him out while you saying it, so I, I wouldn't think about it, so I wouldn't do it as a story. You know, we all
2: need a little spice in our lives. Oh, Will yes. I be hunted down by government agencies after this? Maybe. Maybe. They haven't come for us yet. They haven't come for us yet, and we've exposed a lot of, um... Kinks in really the nothing, hose. Really nothing,
0: honestly. <laughs> a lot of kinks in the hose that is cryptid, cryptology and
2: Yeah, nothing major, paranormal. I don't think. So, um, our story is about a man called Marc Dutroux. Now, his last name is D-U-T-R-O-U-X. He is from Belgium, and some of the articles that I have used as resources have been translated from Dutch or French to English, and the translation wasn't amazing, mm-hmm. so I'm going to also apologize up top if there are any details that I don't get quite right. I tried to piece it together as much as possible, um, but it wasn't so much the words, but it was a lot of sentence structure that got mixed up in the translation. And so I was very much picking through the pieces as I went. So You were trying to switch it from kilograms to miles? Well I mean that was maybe that would have been maybe a little bit easier.
0: What's it called if it's not the metric system? The non metric system? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Is there
2: a name for the non metric system? The official standard name is United States Customary System or United States Customary Units, but that's almost as rarely used as freedom units. If one is buying tools, for example, one would say, quote, I need standard measurement, not metric. But it's not the so standard. So we don't really have a name. The United States is just fool of themselves. It's not the standard measurement though, because we're the only place in the world that uses it. Yeah, but standard for the United States, I guess. I'm upset. Please continue with okay. <laughs> okay, so Mark Dutroux was born in uh, Elsene, Belgium, on November 6th, 1956, to Victor and Janine Dutroux. Now, Elsene, E-L-S-E-N-E, is the Dutch pronunciation. The actual name of the place he was born is capital I-X-E-L-L-E-S. Just in case you want to know. His parents, who were both teachers, would go on to have four more children. Um, he was the oldest. Dutro would later report that his parents would often beat him and his siblings when they were young. Victor and Janine divorced in 1971, and Mark chose to stay with his mother at the time. However, some sources claim that he left home shortly after the divorce, and he became a male sex worker at the age of 16 and was like a drifter. He just lived, like, couch to couch. Yeah. So. Is it common
0: in that area to go into that profession at a young age? I'm not sure. Um, I don't really know. Right. I mean, this was this was an option that he had to do in order to survive. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I especially yes. if it's true that his parents like beat him, Any then clearly right. he's like, "Well, I'm leaving," and this is my only option. So, in 1975, at the age of 19 or 20, Dutrou married his first wife and fathered two children. During this marriage, Dutroux had an affair with a woman named Michelle Martin, who comes up a lot later in our story. So this affair, along with claims of abuse by his wife, would lead Dutroux to divorce his wife later in 1983. After the divorce, Dutroux continued to see Michelle Martin, his mistress. They would actually go on to have three children together throughout their entire relationship. So Dutro tried working as an electrician, but this career did not pan out for him due to his criminal behavior involving car theft, muggings, and drug dealing. So I think he just got in trouble with the law a lot, but also just couldn't hold down a job because he was doing all kinds of shenanigans Mm -hmm. um, instead of focusing on his work. Um, So he would actually often trade cars that he had stolen to Czechoslovakia and Hungary. Um, This unsavory lifestyle, while dangerous, essentially, because he could be arrested, actually ra- racked up to a decent amount of money. Um, and it was actually enough to live in a place called Charles Leroy and in seven small homes. So it's capital C-H-A-R-L-E-R-O-I. So he didn't have, he had seven homes, not all of them were in this part of town. Well, in this town, in particular town. But they were in places similar. So... During the 1970s, Charleroi, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Charleroi, Charleroi was hit hard economically due to widespread loss in industrial power. The area suffered some of the highest unemployment and poverty rates in Europe throughout the 1980s and 1990s, and it's still essentially trying to, like, catch back up, Mm -hmm. yeah. So while Dutro owned several homes in this area or areas similar to this economically, they probably weren't great houses. Great houses. Yeah. Right. They probably weren't super fancy. Mm-hmm. And most of them that he owned were actually, he just kept them fank- vacant. They were empty. Like he didn't actually like live in them per se. He didn't like rent them to anybody? I don't think so. Um, and they kind of come back up later in the story. Um, but he didn't, he only, he had one in particular in that city that he actually lived in, um, and the rest he visited every so often, but it wasn't like his house. Gotcha. So in the early 1980s, Dutroux told Martin, Michelle Martin, um, who was, I guess his girlfriend at the time, Mm -hmm. um... So he told her that women were not hitting on him as often as they used to. And he thought that maybe it was because Martin was seen with him a lot of the time. So he asked to spend less time together. And then he actually told her to her face that he wanted to begin kidnapping and raping young girls.
0: What? And she didn't, she was,
2: she oh, like, Oh, sh- listen, what? she's a piece of shit. Too. So let's just no. get that out of the way right now. No. <laughs> She's not a good person. <laughs> so he told Martin that this would be beneficial to both of them because this process would be quicker than trying to pick up other women at the bar and he could just sleep with whoever and then spend time, more time with her.
0: Uh, like, it doesn't
2: make sense, but this is like his... He's, he's insane. Yeah, he's, I can he's already, insane. I'm already... I and you know. She just went along with it, apparently. So she's like just as insane, but okay. <laughs> so Detrow recruited G- Jean von Pettigem, P E T E G H E M, to help him with these abductions that he wanted to do. So, Pettigam met detro in March of 1985. Uh, he recently left the army to return home to his char- childhood sweetheart, Patricia P., and their child. And Patricia babysat detro's eldest son while Pettigam was in the army. Mm-hmm. And so, when he came back, Patricia actually introduced the two to each other, and they became friends. Patricia! I, I know, right? Well, so, Patricia and John Ben Pettigam actually had a very rocky reception, and he wasn't home very long at all before she pretty much kicked him out, and he moved into Detro's, um, his home, but it wasn't his home. It was like a guest house or something like that, mm-hmm. like a like a fancy garage with a bedroom in it. Okay, yeah, thing. like a like a guest house. Yeah. I guess. yeah. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. lived like. At the house, but not in the house.
0: hmm
2: Okay, because they had, like, dinners together and stuff yeah. like that. So the pair first began committing petty thefts. So Pettingham just started helping him with, like, his car theft and dealings in that sort of mm-hmm. gray area. Not gray area. That's illegal. So, um... <laughs> That's gray area. <laughs> well, depending on who you talk to. So this quickly turned into kidnapping, in May of nineteen eighty five, yeah, it, it it's it goes downhill real quick. I'm gonna go from stealing cars to stealing children. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Not yeah. me. I'm sorry. Yo, Back that
0: no, Hold on. I don't wanna do that. <laughs> that's what they did. We can't I can't say that. <laughs> uh, I can't record that. Me saying that. They went from stealing Cars, yeah. To children, yeah. What a leap, eh?
2: What a, li- <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, it's it's bad.
0: You gotta walk before you run. No, just kidding. We're gonna we're gonna run. We're
2: gonna run. Hey, we're gonna steal this car. How about we steal this car, but with a child in it? You know
0: what? They probably the first kid that they stole was probably in a car. Yeah, and, they're and like, then they're like, oh, we've done it
2: once. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's still not good. <laughs> So, in May of 1985, the pair abducted two girls in moore so capital M-O-R-L-A-N-W-E-L-Z. Few details of this are provided because the victims were never recovered and the evidence of the crime was essentially word of mouth in the end. Pettigam kind of confesses to a lot of stuff, but it's pretty much just... Spoiler alert. Yeah, but it's pretty much just him telling them what happened yeah. they don't they have nothing to go on for this. this like a he, he said he said right beans on june 7th 1985 detroit and Pettigam pulled 11 year old sylvie d s y l v i e into their car as she walked home from the swimming pool they duct taped her eyes and mouth and detroit proceeded to rape her while Pettigam supposedly objected he said that he didn't, he was trying to stop Dutroux and Dutroux overpowered him, but like,
0: no. you were still there. <laughs> no. So,
2: after Dutroux took a picture of the girl, he released her near the hospital of Goselli's, Gosselies, G O S S E L I E S. None of these places really m- matter in the end, mm-hmm. um, but I figured I'd tell you guys anyway. So, while Martin was not involved with this kidnapping, she was told about it when they returned home she didn't do nothing no she's they're all terrible people (laughs) including her um yeah she didn't do anything about it 18 year old axel d a-x-e-l-l-e was abducted on december 14th 1985 by pedigan she got off the bus to her parents home after studying all day when a man stopped her and claimed to be a part of a gang he told her that her parents had refused to pay a $400,000 franc ransom. No, $400,000 franc. 400000 franc ransom, not dollar. X that out. Frank is the currency yeah. of which you were speaking. Okay. Oh, dumbass! There's even no dollar sign there. I'm just an idiot. So he told her that her parents had refused to pay a $400,000 franc ransom. So the gang was just going to keep her. Um, and this man, as stated previously, was pet again in the end. So, he grabbed Axel and shoved her into a van where Dutro and Martin were waiting. They put duct tape over her eyes and drove her to a house. I do not know which house. One of Dutro's houses. This is why the he's seven... Got seven. Ha- he's got seven. She was then locked in a room. Two men re- repeatedly raped her throughout a 24-hour span then they gave her apple juice and chocolate and released her near her family home. Because they, like, thought that was going to make it better.
0: I honestly think there's something mentally wrong with them. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, yes. clearly there is, but I mean, like, I think that they honestly thought that it would be fine as long as they gave her apple juice and chocolate. Yeah, they're,
2: yeah, they're stupid.
0: Not the brightest crowns. In the box. No. Crayons, 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 Crayons.
2: tomato, (laughs) tomato. Just a few days later, on December 18th, 1985, 15-year-old Elizabeth G. was dragged off her bike as she was on her way to school in Pointecellus. Dutro and Pettigam placed duct tape over her eyes while Martin drove the van to one of Dutro's homes. Dutro filmed Elizabeth naked, photographed her with a Polaroid camera, and then raped her. Later that evening, the group dropped Elizabeth off 1,000 feet from her home. On January 17, 1986, 18-year-old Catherine B. was abducted from OBAIX. She was dragged into a passing car as she walked home, had duct tape placed over her, her eyes, and a knife put to her throat. She was raped by one of the captors in the car, photographed naked, given candy and an apple, and dumped out of the car later that night. Now, Dutroux was one of the men that had abducted her. However, Pettigam was not. So Dutroux had other accomplices that were never found. Jeez, um please. but But Dutroux told Pettigam and Martin about this later. So they still knew about it, right? Yeah, they, they still, were still knew involved. what was going on. Right. So in February of 1986... Dutro, Pettigam, and Martin were arrested for the involvement in abducting and raping five young girls. The victims were able to help police identify their attackers largely due to the fact that Pettigam gave out a lot of personal information while conversing with his victims during the crimes. Because, like, he's an idiot, but, like, good, you know? (laughs)
0: I live, like, three streets down. That's so weird.
2: Yeah. You you don't know where you are? Oh, it's 516
0: Peach Street. Like, what is wrong? I live right down there. Sometimes I wear a black baseball cap that says my name on it. He's, like, anyway. He, like, wore one of those hoodies with his name on the
2: back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, after they were arrested, Pedigam essentially told the police everything. So, a lot of the story that I... Previously, who's that? Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> so a lot of the um, earlier telling, the, like the stuff that I just told about the abductions, mm-hmm. was from Pedigem saying, "Like this is what happened." He's like, "We're caught, cats out of the bags." So here we go. Yeah, well, which is like good. Like he should tell everything. But anyway, so the group was eventually convicted on April twenty sixth, nineteen eighty nine. Um, so, like, a couple years later. Dutroux was sentenced to 13 and a half years in prison. Pettigam received six and a half years, and Martin was given a sentence of five years. Other accomplices of Dutroux, right, because, mm-hmm. like, the last one, Pettigam, in. wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were never found, or weren't given up. Dutro didn't give him up. I don't mm-hmm. know. Either way, they so weren't. He snitched, original. but
0: he didn't snitch like six nine.
2: Well, Pettigam
0: snitched, but not like six nine.
2: Well, I don't know if he knew who the people were.
0: I can't imagine. One of that... the
2: stories he he was like out of the country or something. Like he wasn't even yeah. in the area, so he doesn't know who Dutro was running around with.
0: I can't imagine that Dutro didn't brag about who he was with and what oh, he yeah. did. Oh yeah, true, true,
2: true, absolutely. So Dutro and Martin would actually marry later this year while they both were serving time in prison very romantic right they're
0: idiots
2: (laughs) john von pettigam would be released only a few years after being convicted but he died in a traffic accident on august 27th 1991 so he pretty much died like the same year he was released i'm pretty sure Unfortunately, Dutro would also be released from prison, um, and he was released in April 1992 by Justice Minister Melchior, M-E-L-C-H-I-O-R, W-A-T-H-E-L-E-T, let's say it for the people in the back. This guy let him out after three years for, can we guess what for? Good behavior what's wrong with people
0: you did very very bad things but you've been going for a little while
2: yeah you had your time out that's horrible it's like yeah. a slap on the wrist yeah well and also this is even more of a shock because a public prosecutor a psychiatrist and dutro's own mother begged this justice to not let dutro out of jail out of oh. prison so the psychiatrist essentially stated that Dutro was still dangerous. Yeah. Like, he hadn't, obviously... He's not reformed. He's not he reformed, would've. and he's not going to be reformed. He's kidnapping children. like. Mm-hmm. And his mother actually sent a letter to the parole board stating that she believed he had young girls being held captive in his home. Currently. And, while he was in jail? Yes, I don't know when the letter was sent, if it was, mm-hmm. like, he had them in his home or he had already gotten out and she was, like, sending, sent a letter saying, like, he has young girls in his home, like, you have to go arrest him again. Or he has had young girls right. in his home. Right, I'm not sure either way, but his own mother said that, and they were like, oh, but he acted really good in prison. Following his release, Dutro sought counsel from another psychiatrist who was convinced that Dutro was psychiatrically disabled. I'm not sure in what way I couldn't find those details, in a couple, I'd say this earned Dutro a government pension of. One resource said, it was like twelve hundred dollars a month, or what would be equivalent to twelve hundred dollars a month. So, so he got social security. He got disability. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, he was also prescribed sleeping pills and sedatives because he said that he could. He was like an insomniac, which he would later use these drugs to drug to, children. Guess what? Yeah, drug and kidnap more children. Because he was not, quote unquote, reformed. So. I'm upset. Yeah. I'm not
0: throwing in jokes as much as I... Jokes has left the room. Jokes has left the room. I'm not throwing in jokes as much right now because I'm like very disgusted with this man's behavior. Yeah, it's not a good story. And he makes me uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. You picked a story. It's You're doing a good job telling the story. Thank you. He's not a good person. No, absolutely not. So it didn't take long before history repeated itself. However, I would say that it was much worse this time. Um, And you can start to imagine why, as I describe how Dutro constructed a seven-foot-long, three-foot-wide, and five-foot-high dungeon in his lived-in home. So the one that he actually stayed in. The cell was hidden by a massive concrete door that was disguised as a shelf or some sort of bookshelf. Mm -hmm. And after this project was finished, Dutro began to hunt for more victims. So, on June 24th, 1995, eight-year-old Julie Lejune, L-E-J-E-U-N-E. L-E-J-E-U-N-E.
1: hmm
2: Sorry. I looked at the J and got confused if I pronounced it J or G. It's probably J
0: for being honest. No,
2: I mean, like, as I was spelling it, uh, I got confused uh, what a the J letter looked itself? like what a G looked like. This story's really messing with you, yeah. <laughs> <Huh? laughs> So he kidnapped 8-year-old Julie Lejeune and 8-year-old Melissa Russo. They were kidnapped together in Grace uh, Hollange, G-R-A-S-E-H-O-L-L-O-G-N-E. They were taken and placed in the dungeon that Dutroux had created. He repeatedly sexually abused the children and created pornographic videos of the abuse. Now, while they were still in this dungeon, he struck once again. Um, On August 22nd, 1995, Dutro gave Michel Lelavere drugs in return for his help in kidnapping 17-year-old Ann Marshall and 19-year-old Efi Lambrex. So it's capital A-N space capital M-A-R-C-H-A-L. And then the other girl was capital E-E-F-J-E last name capital L-A-M-B-R-E-C-K-S. Um, and then this Michael LeVere was like his new accomplice. Because mm-hmm. Pedigrim was dead. Mm-hmm. So the victims were on their way back to West End from Holiday and Um And they were Again, like scooped up and placed into a van and driven to um, one of his homes, and since the dungeon was occupied, occupied, he essentially chained them to a bed in one of the rooms in one of his houses. Jeez Louise! Now, from here on out, I'm gonna go more chronologically as to what they found, not necessarily what happened to everybody. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, keep in mind, the two girls are in the basement, two girls are chained to the bed. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some stuff that happens, and then I'll come back to what happened to them. Okay. Okay, so, in late 1995, Dutro was arrested for involvement in a stolen luxury car racket. He was held in custody for approximately three months between December 6th, 1995 and March 20th, 1996. Ish. Iffy. Ish dates. Okay. Police searched Dutro's house twice during this time. Which house, though? The house that has the dungeon and the two girls in it, but they did not find any evidence of Julie or Melissa. They also did not find any evidence of Ann Marshall or uh, Ify Lambrex. Because they weren't there because they didn't look. We'll get into those two. The two in the dungeon were for sure still there. So, two months after his release, Dutroux convinced Lelivere, the man who was, his he was paying in drugs, yeah, um, he convinced him to help him kidnap 12-year-old Sabine Darden on May 28, 1996. So, they used a similar story to what Pettigam had used in previous kidnappings, and they convinced her that a gang had threatened to kidnap and kill her if her parents would not pay a ransom. So Sabine was told that her parents had refused to pay this ransom, but they had asked Dutroux and Lilivir to keep her safe from the gang members. So she went with them and was promptly locked inside the dungeon. Um, There she was starved and repeatedly raped. So on August 9th, 1996, Dutroux and Lilivir struck again when they kidnapped 14 year old Leticia Dalhez L-A-E-T-I-T-I-A D-E-L-H-E-Z she was actually walking home from the public pool and they like You know, did one of their stories or whatever and scooped her up into the van that they were using. Mm -hmm. Luckily, an eyewitness was able to perfectly describe what the car looked like.
0: Ah, And they even
2: identified part of the license plate. Wow. Now, in one source, I read that it was a nun and they were like, this was like the greatest nun to ever live. I don't know if the eyewitness was a nun or not. So probably none of your business yeah yeah it doesn't matter it's a it's an amazing person so after a search by police dutroux michelle martin and lalivier were arrested on august 13th 1996 um so this was like what four days after they had kidnapped leticia okay so just two days later after they were arrested dutroux and lalivier essentially confessed to all their crimes. Now, I'm gonna go through everything that happened to the victims, essentially. Did they
0: find the girls they were holding captive?
2: Yes. Okay. Some of them. So, Sabine um, and Leticia were found alive on August 15th, 1996. Um, and they were safe. Um, on August 17th, 1996, police were led to another house of Detroit, not the one with the dungeon, This house was in uh, Sars-La-Boussière. The bodies of Julie Lejeune and Melissa Russo um, and a a person that was later identified as Bernard Weinstein were discovered buried in the garden.
0: Mm. Now, were those the, the 18 and 19 year old or was that the little girls, the eight year olds? Uh, those were the eight-year-olds. Okay, that's what I thought. So they were in the dungeon originally. Yes. And then they were most likely killed or died and were buried. And
2: then he brought new girls to the dungeon. Yes. Gotcha. Continue. So unfortunately, an autopsy revealed that the two girls uh, died of starvation while they were chained up in the dungeon. So they can pinpoint this time to when Dutro was arrested and in no. jail for three months. Um, they, nobody was there to feed them during that time. And the police didn't find them when they searched the house.
0: Where was his wife and... Oh, she
2: was there. She just didn't go feed she them? She didn't feed them.
0: She's horrible. Yeah. She's as bad, if not worse, than he is. Yep.
2: Yeah. So, um, Dutro told the police that even though they searched the home, they apparently didn't discover the secret door at that time. And he also stated that Michelle Martin was well aware of the young girls being held in the dungeon and when she was asked about it, she essentially said that she didn't feed them because she was too scared to go down into the dungeon. Which, I think she mispronounced, I'm a piece of shit. But. (laughs) It sounds an awful lot like it, doesn't it? Yeah. So, the third person that was in the garden, Bernard Weinstein, Uh, was another victim of Dutreau, but he was not innocent at all. So Weinstein was an accomplice, turned out to be an accomplice, in the murder of Anne Marshall and Efi Lambrex. So those were the two that he had chained up to the bed. He essentially did whatever he wanted to do with them and then asked Weinstein to help um, kill them. Um, And so the two girls were drugged and taken to Jumet, another place where one of his houses were Mm -hmm. um where Dutroux and weinstein killed them and buried them in a hole right around this time weinstein had stolen a car with a separate man named philippe divers when the car was discovered um philippe was questioned by police and they believe he betrayed Weinstein or snitched on Weinstein.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Dutroux now believed that Weinstein was a liability because the police knew about him oh, and absolutely. hadn't found him yet. Because he has leverage now. Right. So um, Dutroux actually tortured him by crushing his testicles. He then drugged Weinstein, killed him, and buried um, on the Sars LaBoussière property with Melissa and Julie. Julie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Memento, poor favour.
0: Hey kids. Who's that? Pokemon. Hey kids. <laughs> hey kids. We're trying to do a thing. I know it doesn't seem like it.
2: To you. <laughs> it's disrespectful. To, to you. you. <laughs> okay. On September 3rd, 1996, the remains of Aunt Anne Markle and Effie Lambrex were located in Jument on one of Dutro's properties, so he told him where he buried them. Hundreds of pornographic videos, along with a number of homemade sex films of Dutro and Martin, were also recovered from several of his properties. I don't think he hid anything very well. So, basically, I, I mean, that's it. He's in prison right now. We're going to go through his trial and things like that. But people already hated him. Um, people were already well aware of Dutro. Um Due to him being arrested previously and only getting out after three years. And people were probably furious about it. people were absolutely furious about it. Actually, I have a stat at the very end, but I can read it now. During that time, so the case became so infamous of him getting out early and then Mm -hmm. everybody knowing his name, that more than a third of Belgians with the surname Dutroux actually changed it between the years of 1996 and 1998. I I don't blame them. And I know it cost money to change your last name, but I would too. Yeah, people were not, like, Belgium, the public was outraged by this whole story of this guy. Which I am too, so I can't blame them at all. So the investigation into Detroit's crimes, uh, 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 this time, the second time around, enraged the public further due to the negligence of the authorities involved. Now. They didn't want to deal with it. They, they didn't. clearly didn't want to deal with it. So, these are some things that happened that Dutroux claims or that came out. So, Dutroux actually offered money to a police informant to provide him with girls and nothing was done about it at the time. Did they do it? No, 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 no. But, like, he confessed that he was trying to kidnap little girls. And he was just like, get out of here, bro. Yeah, I guess. So, Dutro told the police informant that he was constructing a cell where he would later keep his victims. So, he told this guy the whole plan and nothing was ever done about it. I feel like he wanted to get caught. Like, he wanted someone to stop him. Maybe. So, Dutro's mother ended up writing more than one letter to the authorities stating her concern that her son was holding girls captive in his homes. So, she didn't just write that first one when he first got released. Mm -hmm. Um, She wrote at least one or two others and nobody listened to her at all which i don't know how she knows if he was like saying that i I, like i don't know how she knows but she could have heard them either way nobody yeah i I, well i don't know if she was there or if he told um, her told her Mm -hmm. or somebody they were speaking about it and she just happened to be in the same room i don't know but they didn't listen to her it doesn't matter um dutro was actually under police surveillance the night that markle and lambrex were kidnapped But for some reason, the authorities programmed the cameras that they were using to only operate from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., so it didn't actually catch the kidnapping. You know what? (laughs) He probably won't commit crime at
0: night. No one 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 commits crime at night.
2: Nobody does anything in the dark. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous.
0: That's infuriating in itself.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So further um, scrutiny was placed on the authorities after it was discovered that they were unable to find Julie and Melissa in the dungeon of the Dutro's home, despite searching twice. (laughs) Because they'd be alive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They would have found them. And even further infuriating was that a locksmith who accompanied the police on one of the searches stated that he was ignored when he said that he could hear cries coming from somewhere inside the house. Apparently, the authorities told him, like, oh, no, that's outside. And, like, didn't really look into it. That is, that's so bad. Yeah.
0: That's so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. This is all really bad. It's just, like, any one single piece of this is horrible on its own. Mm-hmm. And then to put them all together is
2: just, I don't understand how, how did this all happen? I don't know. I don't know. So, several videotapes that had been in police custody actually showed the construction of Detroit's dungeon. So, I think, like, when they searched the first time and couldn't find the missing girls, they confiscated these videotapes that would have showed them where this dungeon was. However, they did not watch them because according to the authorities, they did not have a videotape player at the time. Get one. I'm going to Get one. What? Hey, guys, go get one. Oh my gosh. Hey, I just want to warn you, it gets much worse. Oh my gosh. So here we go. How? So... Detro's trial kept being pushed back, this is why it took so long. DNA evidence found in the basement that held the victims was actually not tested for several months um, that would have linked different people to being in the dungeon. The initial judge, Judge Connerote, C-O-N-N-E-R-O-T-T-E, was over the case was the first judge presiding over the case mm-hmm. and he was actually taken off the case after he accepted an invitation to a fundraising dinner for families of missing children that was being held by the parents of the rescued victims now he claimed that he didn't know it was a fundraising event he just thought it was like a which i don't know if he would be allowed to do it that anyway
0: no it's but still he conflict. said he
2: didn't quite understand what it
0: was Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a conflict of interest. He should he wouldn't shouldn't have been involved. But
2: that is why they said he was taken off. But Judge Cornett had placed Officer debates D E space B A E T S as lead investigator into the crimes, and those two um, interviewed like a bunch of individuals, and discovered that Dutroux may have connections to human trafficking. Child prostitution and the actual hunting of children for sport. Um, what? Senior magistrate and high up officials became concerned about the large amount of evidence that debates and Judge Cornett were adding to the case, so they initiated an inquiry into debates' handling of the evidence. And this essentially put the investigation into Detroit's crimes on standstill.
0: I don't understand. Why are they mad that they're adding evidence to the case?
2: We're going to get to that in a little bit. So these witnesses, they um, their interviews and testimonies were actually called the X-Files because they wanted everybody to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. So they gave everybody, like... The first interview was the the testimony came from X1, mm-hmm. and then X2, X3, okay. X4, so it was called The X-Files. Okay. The next judge who was uh, put on the case was named Jean-Claude Van Espens, and he had close ties to a man named Michael Nihau, who was a potential accomplice of Detroze, and many of these x files witnesses told debates that Nehaw was involved in certain instances so
0: they already knew he was a potential did they already know that this judge had ties to him
2: Nehaw was had ties to several higher up officials in the government after the inquiry of debates they placed new officials over. I think the new judge placed new officers over this investigation. Mm -hmm. And these officers essentially said that there were language barriers that they didn't understand because he was interviewing people. I think I could be wrong, but you people in Belgium can speak Dutch or French or something else. So I think some of the, um, testimonies, the person was speaking Dutch, and the new officers supposedly spoke a French. a translator. Well, they were saying that they didn't understand the translation. Like, they said that, sh- they were basically saying, like, her story doesn't make sense. Either way you translate the way
0: it. You're, the way the translator was relaying them information, the story wasn't making sense.
2: According to, to these the officer. new officers. Well, I don't believe them. So, so, this, these X-Files were essentially not necessarily thrown out, but pretty much like, oh, well, her story doesn't make sense. It was dumbed down. So, it wasn't as incriminating as it was under debates. So, the slow investigation and dismissal of Judge Connorota Korn- and debates... Um, sparked a massive protest known as the White March. So, in October of 1996, 300,000 people converged on the capital of Brussels to demand reforms of Belgium's police and justice system because they were like, "It's taking too long. We don't understand what the problem is." They get these guys are finding out so much information, and you're kicking them off the case. Yeah. Even King Albert II backed calls for reform of the justice system. He essentially was like, they're right, like, we are doing a poor job. So many individuals who took part in the protest ended up believing that there was a massive cover-up going on Mm -hmm. due to, you know, the facts that I just stated for you. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Right. So here's a more in-depth look into why those previous statements could be linked to a cover-up. One was an escape from police custody by Dutro. So he actually managed to overpower a guard while being transferred to a courthouse without handcuffs. Now, there were claims that he was going to the courthouse to look at case files, which may or may not have been the first time. So some people were believing that um, he was being given evidence to spin a story a certain way. To help hire up yeah. officials in government. I
0: mean, so, uh, my understanding of the justice system is not great, but I do believe that if you're going to present something as evidence, you have, like, both sides have
2: to know about it before you present it. You can't, like,
0: amp- Yeah, yeah, but it side. was like,
2: it wasn't him and his lawyers. It, it was just him, and he's being handed files, right. wink, wink, wink.
0: No, I understand it was okay. wrong.
2: What I'm saying is...
0: They could say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he needed to see it because both sides need to know what evidence is on the
2: table. Yes. However, there's a very specific way you have to do that. Right. Um, well, after this little escapade, the, the Minister of Justice, Stephen de Klerk, the Minister of Interior, Jean van Lanotte, and the police chief uh, resigned. After he got away? <laughs> yeah. He, he was recaptured, but they all resigned. So, at the time of Judge Cornetta's dismissal, 13 individuals had been linked in charge in the case involving Detroit due to his and DeBates' investigation in mm-hmm. the X-Files. True. Um, so, there were press reports that Judge Cornetta was on the verge of disclosing these names, which included senior government officials and... Uh, some officials were supposedly actually recognized on some of those confiscated videotapes that they found in Tro's home.
0: Oh no, I'm standing up. I'm not
2: saying that that's a big hint that this could have been a huge problem, but. Is this Pizzagate? (laughs) Well, the reason dad wanted to do this is because some people think that this has to do with like the whole Henry Weinstein situation. I mean, is that Pizzagate? Uh, I think it's involved. Child prostitution and human trafficking rings. It's all bad stuff. Child pedophile rings, yeah. And it's probably all connected. Right. So, debates, the officer under Judge Cornetta was the next person to be attacked. One of the individuals he interviewed... X-something, yes. Yeah, X-1, gave information that connected Detroit to higher-up officials and also to HAL... She was essentially claiming that Detroit and Nihau were planning a long distance prostitution trafficking network in Slovakia. This was never investigated by the new officers.
0: No, why would they?
2: Of course. Um, They're
0: not even investigating the stuff that they have in front
2: of them, let alone the new stuff. Right. This person also claimed that those two committed an unsolved murder that had happened years prior Nihau and Detroit? hmm So that's like a whole other can of worms that they opened. Um, I'm just going to sit here and sip my tea. So, unfortunately, the media actually found out this interviewee's name, so her name was Regina Lauf, and they proceeded to devote time to make her testimony unbelievable. She is the one that the officers, the new officers, specifically picked on and essentially said, well, we didn't understand her translation, or the translation of her testimony, so she's, like, none of it's true, like, that doesn't make sense. Well, the media picked this up as well, and essentially were trying to say that none of it could have been possible. Um, Several government officials, including Prosecutor General of Liege Ann Thilly, A-N-N-E-T-H-I-L-Y, stated that she was making the entire story up. Further suspicion surrounds this case because several individuals who came forward claiming to have evidence involving the Detroit investigation who were not the X Files. These are new because are the X Files were other victims. These people that came forward were—I wish I had an example. There's a list on Wikipedia, but one lady was like, "Oh yeah, I saw—I saw those two girls get kidnapped. They didn't get picked up in a van. They got picked up in two black SUVs, like that kind of thing." Yeah several of these individuals were later found dead after they came forward sorry that was a bit of a Yikes. <laughs> shock wow so uh one example i have this includes a scrap metal merchant who said he knew something about the car used to kidnap some of the girls um and he had like a heart attack shortly thereafter hmm and then his son died what a clinky shortly dink. thereafter. What a clinky Dinko. Right. So there are actually upwards of 20 other unexplained deaths that are potential witnesses of some sort of the dealings that Dutroux was involved in. Now, some of them were, like, some of them are more closely tied than others, obviously. Um, because, I mean, she, yeah, I saw Dutroux pick up two girls in two black SUVs. Okay, like, I believe her, but, like, You know, that could be up in the air. That could go either way.
0: How much weight does that really hold?
2: Right, exactly. So the families of the victims believed that a cover-up was a possibility due to their treatment from police. So Corrine Russo was actually not allowed to see her daughter's body. The investigators at the time told her that Detrow identified Melissa's body, and that was all they needed. Which doesn't make sense to me, but okay. That's not how how that works. Right.
0: He could, point, he could point at anybody, Billy like, Kasser.
2: Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is he the next of kin? I'm sorry, is listen, he the next of kin? Listen, I don't know. Is he the medical power of attorney? I think not.
2: I think not. So, um, I stated this previously, but DNA analysis was never shown to the families for confirmation of any kind. And it was also, a lot of it was never run through identification measures, I suppose.
0: No, because it's probably not just Dutro, it's probably all these other officials. No, exactly. So,
2: DNA from the bodies, from the vehicles that were supposedly used to kidnap the girls, from the dungeon, and from some of the houses was never um, analyzed. Processed. Yeah, it was never processed. Now, um, Dutro denies raping some of his victims, and so this would have been... I mean, this evidence would have been crucial, right? DNA evidence to see if it matched him or not. Mm -hmm. So the uh, officials stated that the DNA evidence that was analyzed came back, quote unquote, inconclusive due to body decomposition, even though the autopsy records state that the bodies were not decomposed enough to harm DNA evidence. I am I'm taken back to Princess Diana. Why do I do this to myself? I don't know why you did this. We gotta fight the man. Several of them,
0: apparently.
2: <laughs> so, in two thousand nine, WikiLeaks released the Dutro dossier. <laughs> it was a collection of documents that showed dates, persons, communications, and financial transfers involved in Dutro's case. It was—it's like over a thousand pages. Um, I linked to where you could find it. I personally did not read it because I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not going to open up that can of worms. <laughs> so, uh, some points of importance. There were suspicious financial transfers of various currencies into Michelle Martin's bank account hmm. that were timely linked to the disappearance of the victims. The Belgian authorities immediately tried to block the Dutrode dossier and, like, fought to have it taken down. Like, immediately they are like, this cannot come out. Which, Why? I'm sure it's, like, a breach of private information, but also, like, what are you trying to hide? So, some individuals, including Cedric Vissart de Beaucarme, who was the prosecutor general of Liege, stated that a lot of the information was false. However, information that was in the dossier was stated during the, like, some of it was mentioned during the investigation or during the trial, but they were, like, oh this happened but it's not important but the dossier like showed like how this evidence could have been tied in much bigger than what it was mm-hmm. yeah exactly they
0: didn't put as much weed on it because they're like well we have enough to convict him without th-
2: basically routing
0: everyone right
2: out. no that's exactly what it was so seven and a half years after the initial arrest of Mark Dutroux, the trial finally began on March 1st 2004 so this all took seven and a half years That's why people were so mad. And they didn't even process it all. No. And no, they didn't. So he was tried for the murders of Ann Markle, Effie Lambrix, and Bernard Weinstein. He was also tried for auto theft, abduction, attempted murder, attempted abduction, molestation, and three unrelated rapes of women in Slovakia. He's only charged for three murders? Well, he technically didn't. I don't know, because they died of starvation, so I don't know While he wasn't there. Right, so I don't know if that was what the attempted murder was. You know what I mean? I don't know how the charges fit in, in that accordance. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It would have been, it wouldn't have been, like, for It would have been more like neglect, right? Or, like, kidnapping and then... Manslaughter? I don't know. Well, attempted they have, murder. They might
0: have a different legal system as far as right. what they classify things there. As right. Right. Well. So I'm not sure about. But yeah, that. I mean, manslaughter is like you hit someone with their ca- your car and they die. Yeah. Right. 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 So like,
2: I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I
0: don't know about this. I don't know there what they what they call it.
2: So Martin, Leavier, and Hao were all tried as accomplices. Uh-huh. <laughs> Throughout the trial, Dutro insisted that he was a part of a Europe-wide pedophile ring and claimed that there were high-up government officials that were essentially having him kidnap girls. I don't have specific details on this, but in certain resources, it says that during the trial, he actually stated that he kidnapped the girls to give to this pedophile ring or have people do whatever to them, mm-hmm. but he changed his mind and he didn't give them away he just held them captive kind of thing some of them yeah did he give some of them over i mean yeah he he's he's saying that some of them he didn't and he's saying that i mean he still raped some of them
0: oh yeah you know and he
2: still murdered the two so like he's but that was his argument is that he was being um, paid to do this by government officials He stated that he had accomplices among police officers, businessmen, doctors, and politicians that were all helping him um, do this and cover up the fact that he was doing it. Detrow claimed that Nihao was actually the one running the show. So up to 450 people were called upon to testify. um, And at one point, the jurors spoke out against the judge, Stephen Goh, who was like the trial judge.
0: Mm -hmm. Is that the new one? That's related. There's new,
2: that was like a new. I think he was like a prosecuting attorney judge. Oh, okay. This is like the judge proceeding yeah, over yeah, the yeah, actual gotcha, trial. Gotcha, Does gotcha, that gotcha. make sense? Yes, yes. I think he was over the investigation, and this guy's like in the courtroom. However, um, the jurors got angry with this judge and stated that he was cutting some of the testimonies way too short, and like ones that were giving out good information, and he was other like ones, right, and other ones that really didn't have much information pertaining to what the jurors would have liked to hear. Um, He was just letting ramble on for however long they wanted to. So uh, people thought that this was part of, like, the conspiracy, too, that he was cutting off people who were going to name, like, his friends and letting people who had no connections to it, like, just talk and talk and talk. But the ju- one one juror like stood up on behalf of the other jurors and like, like said like, that to his face, and he actually didn't do anything about it, like he didn't care.
0: He just kept doing what he was doing. Yeah.
2: Because he was being
0: paid.
2: Oh, I, I mean, absolutely, he was. So, despite, I'll say it. So despite this tension in the courtroom, the jury went into seclusion on June fourteenth, two thousand four. They returned three days later and found Detrow Martin and Livier guilty on all charges the jury was unable to reach a verdict on Ni role. However, he was convicted of drug-related charges and was sentenced to five years in prison. I do not know if this was at this time or if this was later.
0: Interesting that they had one trial for three people. Four people.
2: I don't really understand this part, but apparently, um, they didn't want... I just read something about... Maybe I'll have to look it up, but, um they were kept in like glass cages so they couldn't like talk to each other during the trial or something weird like that which I thought was kind of funny I mean they kept children in cages it's fine yeah so on June 22nd 2004 Dutro received the maximum sentence of life imprisonment Martin received 30 years and Lavier received 25 years so Nihao was released from prison in the spring of 2006. He died on October 23rd, 2019. Martin was paroled just after 16 years served. Now she was um you know charged as an accomplice as neglect um not for murder. Even though not she for helped murder, kidnap. Yeah, conspiracy, I guess. I don't know. Um, things like that, but she was paroled just after 16 years served. She um, lived at the Clarice Covenant in Mohan in southern Belgium, so she she was basically working at this place that the nuns lived at, but she wasn't a nun, like a convent. Yeah. Now she the the convent closed down at some point. I couldn't find much information about this, but reportedly she moved into a former judge's guest house. I do not know what judge. I couldn't find a name. But I'm assuming it's going to be one of the ones we previously discussed. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So, L'Olivier was released in September of 2019, but there were conditions that he was to abide by such as various places he is prohibited from living or even going to, obviously. So he's like a sex offender registry, yeah. registry type of thing. Right, right. DeTro actually requested early release on February 4th, 2013, stating that he was, quote, no longer dangerous. That request was denied. Good. He is currently being held in solitary confinement in the prison of Nivellis. In October of 2019, he was granted to a pre-parole right to a psychiatric assessment, but this has been delayed due to COVID-19. Good. He is technically eligible for early release in 2021. Yeah, how's Um, the public gonna take that? Bad, 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 bad. There was like another protest when he was trying to um, get early release in 2013. People were pissed. Um, People were like, do you see what happened the first time? It's going to happen again.
0: Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be out again. Now. Bluey's second chance. Right. Which he shouldn't have had.
2: Now, I tried to look up if this would have been connected to anything happening here in the United States. However, I really couldn't find much. It's a little, very hush-hush on whether this investigation has to do with higher-up government officials. Obviously, it's all conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. But if I try to look at... Every time I try to Google, like, if it was connected to Harvey Weinstein or whatever, um, it just kept coming back with the Bernard Weinstein that was mm-hmm. that Dutroux killed. So I couldn't really find much. Um, But I believe there's conspiracies out there that he was obviously, I mean, he had various currencies coming into his bank account. So it, it is thought that he was potentially doing this for government officials of not just Belgium. Two things on that. And I just want to point out again that he supposedly had people come and watch children get hunted down by Big dogs? Remember I said they were hunted for sport? Yeah. yeah, you
0: didn't mention big dogs.
2: Yeah, it was something like that. But the dogs, I don't want to give the dogs a bad name because it's not their fault. No,
0: it's not their fault. They were probably starved beforehand.
2: Yeah. So that's basically the end of my story. I have a couple things. Sorry, it was a lot. I have, you're going to, let me say my couple things. Yeah, I'm ready.
0: Um, Questions, concerns? Many concerns. <sighs> the first thing I forget, so we'll skip that. I'll mm-hmm, come back mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is, did you ever watch the movie Room? no so it's a movie that i always come back to when i hear things like this although i know that there's been like several cases of people keeping girls or children captive in like their basements yeah like there was that one story where the girl got out and she was able to get a neighbor and call for help and she saved the two other girls yeah where at least two other girls you sure. should have talked about yeah, that yeah, was yeah, more, yeah it was a famous story that was more recent point being i know this happens more often than it should never happen, period. Yeah. But it happens more often than we think. We want it to happen zero times. Anything above that is... Unacceptable. hmm But there's a movie called Room. Okay. And I hate it, but love it. Okay. Because it's very well done. Because it's about this girl who was kidnapped when she was, like, maybe 15. Yeah. And she was kept in a... It was basically one of those, like, storage containers. Sure in this guy's backyard, Mm -hmm. and she was given a bed and a desk and a little sink and, like, a toilet, Mm -hmm. and, like, he made it into a one-room house. Yeah. And she lived her life in that room. Yeah. And she had a... She might have been younger than that because she had a son with him. Okay. Because he would rape her repeatedly. Yeah. She had a son with him, and the boy was, like, five, I think. Okay. And she... um, Spoiler alert. She fakes the boy being very very sick yeah and she, basically he doesn't understand what has happened and she has to convince the little boy this is what happened this guy's a bad man i never told you about this before because i didn't want your like yeah view of what we have to be crushed but right now you this is what's gonna happen and this is our plan right so she pretended he was sick she pretended that he died she wrapped him in a rug mm-hmm. and she said you don't look at him and you don't touch him. You take him somewhere nice and bury him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when the guy took the rug to the truck and put it in the truck, mm-hmm. she said, you wait, count to whatever, and then get out and run. Okay. And he was able to get out and run and find help. She, then she gets back home and, like, she cannot figure out how to adjust. Mm-hmm. And neither can the little boy. And they – it's very it's very weird. And I mean, like, yeah. they catch the guy, mm-hmm. but it's very much like – yeah, they have to get closure by going back to room, yeah. which is what they called their home. Mm-hmm. But it was very interesting to me. Cause yeah, I know that's like they did a very good job of it, mm-hmm. and like the psychiatric part of it. Right, right, it. right. Not that I ever can under can pretend like I understand mm-hmm. that, but it was very well done. Yeah, and I recommend
2: yeah watching it. I have to watch it. Put on There's a lot more detail that go into my story that probably goes more in depth into the victims and things like that mm-hmm. but like it's a lot so yeah
0: well i'm sure you can dig you could keep digging mm-hmm. for years and find stuff on this mm-hmm. i mean if they didn't even begin to scratch the surface of what they should have been investigating so right imagine if they did their actual jobs mm-hmm. and did what they were supposed to do which like some people might be like, well, we have enough evidence. Okay, but that's not the point you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Or were there other people there?
2: Yeah. You're not
0: saying, okay, I want to convict him on mm-hmm. 20 charges instead of 10. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, okay, who else was there? Because yeah. this is much bigger than what right. it seems. Well,
2: and that's why people think that, you know, people are paying people off and putting the judge and certain officers in positions where they can cover things up mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to... That's why there's a whole conspiracy thing behind it I oh. believe it. Oh,
0: obviously. I mean, the, we've already we already yeah. know that just based on, you know, they removed people from the investigation with no real reason mm-hmm. as to why they were doing. Well, the the first judge, the Corno Cornet yeah, yeah. or whatever his name was, he I I understand you can't really have a conflict of interest either way. <laughs> well, right, 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 right. But the guy under him, the mm-hmm. Debates guy, yeah. There's no reason he should have
2: been removed. Yeah, it
0: doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's and I don't feel like they gave a reason
2: for it either. They're
0: just were like, no, you can leave.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much.
0: Anyway, it's wild. Also, if they have
2: a king, <laughs> I don't
0: think... why didn't he just be like, mm, you know what? I look at me. I'm the captain now. Why would you be a king if you have absolutely no power in doing things in this, these particular situations?
2: I don't know, but BBC.com, January 27th, 2020, Belgium's ex-king Albert II admits fathering child after DNA test. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. give <laughs> him to Jerry
0: Springer. Wait, the ex-king? Who's the new king?
2: I don't know if they have one now. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It matters to me.
0: But why? (laughs) Oh yeah, apparently, guys, apparently we need to just make a humble apology. (laughs) Even though every episode we say, listen, we're not good at math, we're not good at pronunciation, we're not good at geography, but that's not what we're here for. That's not
2: what we're here for. We're
0: basically, in case you guys didn't know, because I think it's been a while since we talked about it, we're here because, well, we have a good time. Today not so much because I'm really mad about the situation, but... (laughs) Caitlin would just talk about these things and feel like she annoyed people, so she decided she needed an outlet for that, which was talking at me mm-hmm. and through a microphone and recording it for evidence. Yes. No, I don't know why. Just For evidence of what? Oh,
2: God. What crime have I committed? <laughs> uh, but
0: but to, just to kind of, like, share our take on things yeah. to someone
2: other than ourselves. Yeah. Shed some light on important topics such as... Muthman. Muthman but uh, nah, nah. okay <laughs> anyway what do you think the story um, I mean obviously it's terrible I mean, but I'm upset about it
0: give me praise that I did a good job you did a good job you did a very thorough job thank you you did a better job than the police officers involved in this investigation I did
2: but I hate it like, yes. I mean I hate this story oh yeah it's a terrible story everyone involves a piece of garbage we have to educate the masses on situations like this I know it's bad I'm, I'm educated <laughs> okay what do you want me to do nothing nothing what do you want me to do do you i want you to tell me if you think this story is going to keep you up at night or if you're still going to be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug
0: well i'm pretty angry right now and yeah. it's ten fourteen 14 p.m mm-hmm. so eastern
2: be- eastern standard time <laughs> cat butt
0: right in your face <laughs> i got a cat in hole right in my face as is per the usual, they want us to go to bed, so clearly it is time to lay in bed and be angry about this until I can calm Seathe down.
2: seethe over it. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just don't, I'm sorry that you put yourself through
2: writing this story and being upset about it. It's fine. Um, we, you know, we gotta go a little dark sometimes, right? It can't just be Mothman butts. Because I'm tired all the time because I stayed up until 1.30 in the morning two nights in a row to read a book. One thirty is a generous time that I've <laughs>
0: awfully generous of you. I got up to pee several times, and I'm pretty sure it was
2: later than that. <laughs>
0: Don't but, come for me.
2: Anyway. Uh, what a
0: journey we've been on tonight.
2: Anyway, if you would like to look up any more information on this, I will post my resources at bugandrug.podbean.com. Um, again, some of the articles are in... Dutch and or French and so the translation might be a little bit off but um, those have really good information on them Um, so that's why I use them Sure. if you want to see any pictures we'll post them on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Facebook's just Bug and a Rug Instagram and Twitter are at BIR podcast. If you would like a sticker please let us know. We just
0: sent one out the other day. Yeah we'll send you one all you um, have to do is uh, send us your address
2: yeah. and your name, please. Yeah. We would love a review on any platform that you could leave a review on. Yeah. However, if you want a sticker, just ask us. We don't... I, you know what? We don't care anymore. We'll we're send not, them out. We're not sticklers for stickers. We're going to make them rain. Like dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dollar dollar stickers, y'all. Just kidding. They're I not a dollar. They're free. Don't rob me. I don't carry cash. <laughs> um... If you want to send us suggest- suggestions, email us, birpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and thank you for the story, Caitlin.
0: I can't say that I'll sleep as snug as a by rug, but hopefully our audience will.
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> signing off, I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.